Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We got a brand new channel, Larson. It's called Friendo Club TV. You can get it on the YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Friendo Club TV. We take all the best bits either from the show, from our pre-show on Twitch, new content. Uh, NX Steve is housed there, the WWE 2K stuff. Whenever that 2K22 stuff drops in March, that'll go there. Uh, we got all sorts of cool stuff going over there pretty much on a daily basis. With Friendo Club TV, it's all short-form stuff. So if you're like, man, these guys have these hour-long, 45-minute-long podcasts, I like the good little bits here and there. The goofy stuff, the Stephen Larson stuff of old, that's it. Speaking of Stephen Larson stuff of old, we got vintage episodes of 10 for the Win going on over there. So it's good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, go check that out. Yes, also, please. today is Friday. That means we had a new issue of the Kip Up Weekly Newsletter. It's how you keep up with wrestling. If you just can't keep up, you can keep up with the Kip Up. We got match results from the week in wrestling. We've got all the news stories along with our commentary on those news stories. We've got news from the Friendoverse and our must-see matches and segments of the week. Uh, it's at $5 a month on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You get the kip up, you get the audio show ad free, plus some bonus content. Uh, go check it out on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We're going to talk about tonight's SmackDown and tonight's Rampage. Yes. And I've got the uh, results for NXT UK. You know, people used to like when we would do the oh, short yeah. NXT UK. I feel we watch it, might as well give it a brief rundown. On Friday well. nights, yeah, the main event on on on, on uh, UK. Oh, wow, must see spectacular. match. That was indeed but, yeah. spectacular. Before we get yeah. to all our recaps here, let's talk a little bit of news. First item on the agenda. This comes to you from WrestleVote. So uh, NXT over the last few months, under uh, they've been going through some changes. Oh yeah, sure. Quite a few uh, to be exact. Not just what we see on TV behind the scenes. Mm. Just like wholesale changes all over the place. So uh, this is what WrestleVotes had to say about how NXT is viewed within Titan Towers mm -hmm. by WB executives, I would assume. Yeah. This is what WrestleVotes had to say. Quote, internally, WB is said to be uh, disappointed with NXT 2.0 in its first four months. Source said they thought more fans would gravitate towards the newer stars quicker than they have. Could it be too much too fast? Either way, I don't expect any changes. Uh, to the concept just yet. Andrew Zarian filed up. Uh, this is what he said on Twitter. Quote, spoke to a source at WB regarding WrestleVotes report on WB being disappointed at how NXT 2.0 is going. According to my source, a lot of the blame is being put on the abruptness. Uh, everything was changed. Fan uh, perception of the product isn't helping either. Yeah, fan perception is interesting. And you could have seen this a mile away. This was a very abrupt change. It happened over a matter of, I mean, well, basically it was overnight, but a lot of the talent shifting, uh, the the swing in, you know, all of a sudden these new wrestlers were just there. There was absolutely zero sort of in-universe kayfabe reason for any of that's these That's a major changes. problem. That, that that's a, a huge, problem. it's like one week, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you blink, you'll miss 
that these brand new huge stars were security guards. And then the next week, Braun Breaker is like on par with NXT's like top champion. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I know. Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, NXT was the one thing or one of the few things in WWE programming that everybody was really into from like our standpoint, like people who like well, long, compelling matches in ring storytelling, et cetera, et cetera. It was part of the variety that WWE used to say, hey, main roster is top 40. This is Triple H you say, main roster is top 40. Uh, this is more like metal or alternative or whatever you want to call it. It was like, it. yeah, 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 like the, the Lindy band or whatever that you, right, exactly. you, you enjoy. Yeah, That's, so there's isn't something. Isn't exactly going to crack the top 40. For yet. everybody. And then they just I mean, changed it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, main roster, as as they call it, and it's very, it very much is a sports entertainment. Mm -hmm. Wrestling is a part of the recipe of what they put out there on a weekly basis, but it's not the primary ingredient, especially not these days. Mm -hmm. NXT yeah. was the pro wrestling show of WWE. Mm -hmm. It was focused on in-ring action, in-ring storytelling. And then with the tr uh, the transition to 2.0, it was essentially they, they made 2.0 another main roster show, not in terms of the perception or, or the viewership, but in terms of how it was produced. Mm -hmm, yeah. We usually get a good main event on 2.0, but we usually get a pretty good main event on Raw, too. Mm -hmm. It's what precedes it that is has very much a main roster feel. Mm -hmm. A lot of talking, a lot of setup yeah. through talking, yeah. through backstage segments. Yeah, A lot of the matches are pretty short. Um, I just don't know what they expected. You have right? a really established, granted, maybe not the audience, size you wanted mm -hmm. but you get a real established brand there yeah and uh, you know people i you know apparently people in wb had issues with i don't know if either how it was being run or the talent that was being brought up whatever it was an established brand mm -hmm. and you can't tear that down the matter of a couple weeks and expect it to be built up to a level especially with new brand new wrestlers wrestlers who have not Established their own brands with so not established rapport with yeah. the viewers of your show. They they were signed less than a year ago. Some yeah. of these wrestlers. I mean, you got you got you got some incredible talents on 2.0. I don't want to take away anything from some of the the wrestlers on 2.0. You got Carmelo Hayes who's ready for main roster. Yeah. You know, you got you got guys who are really developing like Trick Williams, like Grayson Waller, even Braun Breaker. I still feel like they need to crack whatever Braun's character is going to be long term. But the ingredients are there. Mm -hmm, yeah. But so much of the rest of the NXT roster are people learning how to wrestle. We we are watching them learning how to wrestle. And you gotta find your own enjoyment in that mm -hmm. because it's not gonna be in the stories. Yeah. You know? Um we talk about this all the time in our NXT two point recaps. Just for me personally, it's watching the wrestlers grow. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And that's what I have to get out of the show. Yeah. Because um, the stories just aren't there. Because yeah, they're, they're they're not there, and it's uh, I don't know the whole thing. The whole thing just and and look, neither you or I nor I are are backstage. We don't know what precipitated this, but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this was a knee jerk reaction by Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, whoever whoever's at the top, uh, and 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 a complete re uh, repudiation, I guess, of the Triple H era. Um, mm -hmm. that's really what it feels like. It, it, it just mm -hmm. feels like they lost against AEW. By the way, 
in total viewership, not by that much on a week-to-week basis. And it's not like NXT. I always said this about the, the Wednesday Night War. It was silly because NXT was AEW. They can do everything they can to promote that. NXT never had that benefit. It was always a secondary show. There was a brief period of time when they were launching on USA and going up against AEW. Yeah. There was a brief period of time when they gave it some marketing muscle and then they just dialed it back and left it just to do whatever it was going to do. To wither on the vine, pretty much. And it was one of those things where it's like I maybe Vince was just like, hey, you either beat AEW or 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 I'm going to be disappointed and just kill this thing. I don't know what the family dynamics are, you know, but God damn, I, it went south quick. It did. And, and part of me still wonders, too, is, is you know, Vince sees the declining ratings of his own show. He sees this NXT brand, which is supposed to be developing superstars of the future for WWE, losing the ratings to AEW and just think, this isn't giving me what I want, what I need. I kind of feel like that's still why they hit the reset button on NXT. It has less to do with NXT losing the ratings to AEW, at least in a vacuum. It has more to do with the facts of Vince looking at the ratings, looking at all his numbers and stuff, and thinking to himself, what they're giving me isn't what I think I need to to to, to grow this company further. Yeah. And so he went back to what he thought always worked. Well, I... There's I, I, I think there's probably I, I hate to say this because I love NXT 1.0 so much. There's probably a debate there to be had about if if that maybe they should have mixed it up a little bit more. Maybe it shouldn't have been like PWG 2.0. Maybe you should have added, you know, Triple H tried to add cross there sort of as a, as a last minute. But then they had guys like Keith Lee, like Keith Lee is like a no brainer. And it was it was insane. Some of the stuff they would do. They had Keith Lee be their first uh, double champ. He was the NXT champ and the North American champ. You can build NXT with that guy for like a year and then send him up. But like within, I think, a couple months of him, maybe even less than that, he got called up he of him up, yeah. winning those. He got called up. They did nothing with him and then it was dead. And then mm-hmm. he had to replace that guy with uh, Cross. And and then we they saw bungled and then he got released. They bungled that and he got released. And then, but you know, I, I always go back to that weird call up years ago when it was Alistair Ricochet, uh, uh, Gargano, and Champa. And you see Gargano and Champa next to Sheamus and Cesaro in that one scene that they did backstage. And it's like they're, they're so small compared to these guys. And to you and I, that might not matter, but I understand to Vince why it would. And I, I, I think the way you work around that, though, isn't to say, OK, OK, I, I don't want anybody on my roster that's shorter than like six feet tall. You play to your roster strengths. You let them wrestle. You put, let them put on fantastic matches. You know, you, you say, OK, it's up to, to you guys to develop your characters. Give me some some personas, some larger than life characters. Doesn't have to be ridiculous gimmicks. Just give me some characters that people can can say, OK, I know who that guy is. I know who that woman is. I, I understand their character. I can get into their story and then go out there and put amazing matches on. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, that was one thing about NXT was, is I just kind of felt like a lot of the characters are kind of the same. Yeah, they were. That That's totally true. I just think that, I think that what you're saying is probably true in that Vince was getting these people coming up and he's like, man, really? Like he was going to make Adam, he, he, he saw Adam Cole as a manager. Uh, if that's to be believed. And, uh, 
and it was probably just too few people and he probably got fed up with it. But the thing that you don't do is just completely clean the slate unless he just realized, hey, Cole isn't re-signing, you know, like these people, it's it's done time to move on because, you know, contracts are expiring. You know, this AEW is probably going to make a play for these guys who are completely fit for AEW. You know, now is just a good time to just put it out of its misery and start clean. And then they started clean with 2.0. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 you're right in that. Uh, I don't know what they, I don't know what they're going to expect. This was such, it was such a sudden dramatic shift. I, you it and, really was. You and I both, when this was sort of announced that they were going to do this, you and I were both, I remember thinking distinctly, we're going to get the aesthetic change immediately. They're going to phase in over months the wrestlers. And that was not true. They brought those dudes. Von Wagner was in the main event day one. Braun Breaker yeah. clearly was yeah. was uh, dubbed the next Looks champion. The guy, the guy yeah. Yeah. as of day one. They just completely <clears throat> changed the, the, the makeup, the DNA. And then it was yeah. obvious that the 1.0 uh, uh, crew... They were uh, lame ducks at that point. Yep, yep. That and was then shocking, kind of the, the last few 1.0 talents. You know, there's a handful of them now at, at this point. People between people being called up, contracts expiring. Um, you know, I'd expect most of them to be called up by the Rumble, if not shortly thereafter. Mm, yeah. You know, it's yeah. and then just by February, mid February, it's going to be all 2.0 talents for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's. Uh, I, I think that if they had done this in a way that, you know, man, if I'm sitting there, if I'm watching NXT 1.0 and I'm into it and stuff, there's a way as a fan you can transition that fan. If you're an executive or USA or, or, or NXT or whatever, you can transition that fan into this new thing. They didn't even try. They did not even try. They took that fan and they were like, hey, this is happening now. And it's like, whoa, what about all these people that I like? They're crap, and the security guard is really good. What that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any if sense. If I'm yet. not clued into the behind the scenes stuff, then I'm wondering what the fuck is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like what? Why? Like this is a story you're telling me. Tell me the story of why this is happening, and they didn't do that. It's the weirdest no. thing. Whether or not that transition would have even mattered in the end, though, I don't know because you still end up with the same exact thing. What we have today. And I'm sorry, it's not compelling television. Like you said, you get a couple of good, maybe a good match once a week. You maybe get a good match once a week. There are elements that are good. There are elements that are good, but by and large, performers that are standing out right now. By and large, absolutely, the same thing applies today as it did the first couple weeks of NXT 2.0. They're not doing anything that you can't get better anywhere else. They don't do main roster better than main roster. They don't do AEW style better than AEW. What do they bring to the table that is supposed that that is I'm supposed to be into that I can't get anywhere else better? It seems like they're resting their hat on the characters they're putting up, uh, you know, on the screen. That seems to be what they're focusing on is is developing these characters. Yeah. Um. And it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. The characters are everywhere. Arch. Like, do they think I that know. this is the? I mean, this is the only place you can get a Steiner. <laughs> no, I know. well, part of the issue too is is so much. So many of these characters are gimmicks, and so many of these gimmicks 
feel like they wouldn't be would have been out of place 20 years ago that's or true. 30 years that's ago true. you know yeah, that's true and all, all, some of the approach feels dated it does yeah yeah and that's kind of the issue for, uh, one of the issues is there's just so many characters who are just hey look at this is my gimmick mm-hmm. and it just feels way past the, the period where it should be relevant this approach and i don't know if it, Again, it's just all for me. It's just about watching people develop. That's that's it's, it. It's because really like the enjoyment out of it. It's all you. That's can all do. I can do. There's nothing. There's nothing else there. You know. I mean, I can. I can appreciate. There are things that I can. I can. I, I love Trick Williams. Trick yeah. Williams and Carmelo are great. They're great. They're I awesome. love them. Um, beyond that, I mean, there there's some other things here and there, but by but by and large, man, like you can go to any other, you know. I don't know. It's it's they're not doing anything better than any than than anyone else. They really mm-hmm. aren't. And that's that's what yes. NXT, if nothing else, NXT 1.0, they had the best in-ring product, the best in-ring wrestling in North America or at mm-hmm. least on par with AEW. But by and large on a show to show, week to week basis, you have more banger matches in NXT than you do in AEW. Yeah. So at least they had that. I know. They don't have yeah, prior to AEW, they, they there really wasn't that much competition. Oh, there was no for competition them. for that. Yeah, yeah. But again, this this doesn't seem like that's what Vince really so wanted. Let's ask this question now, real quick. Sure. Moving forward, what can they even do? What could what could they possibly do to fix this? Hey, what, if they didn't have that TV contract, they should move the NXT right back to Peacock now. They had an hour long show, and then once they were in a position, once the world was in a position to start doing house shows again. Get get those men and women out there on the road and wrestling four days a week. Okay, but let me in front of people. Let me ask you this though. I mean, so like literally take NXT back to its foundation. You know, back to what it was initially. The house show thing is a great idea. They they should be doing that. They should be doing house shows when they can. I mean, they're in Florida. They theoretically can do them whenever they want. Um, but in terms of taking it back to the network, why would you do that? Because in, in the words of Road, this is what Road Dog, this is his response to Russell Oates' tweet. And yeah. I don't disagree with it. He says, I disagree with the take that uh, that uh, people are disappointed with, that higher ups in WWE are disappointed in. He says, think about it from a business standpoint. They can do, he said, getting paid for content, developing new characters while getting experience in the ring. They're getting paid on cable TV. Why would you take it back to the network? You wouldn't try to do some sort of presentation change or. Like what's what would be the point of taking it to the network? Let me let me backtrack on that aspect of it. Maybe not take it to the network. I think there were advantages, especially for developing talent, to doing it taped rather than live. Oh, good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think sure. that's more what I was getting at. Sure. Rather, than saying, oh yeah, take yeah, it back yeah, to yeah. The yeah. Because if you do it in a taped environment, you flub something. Yeah, you can do it again. Not as much pressure. Not as much pressure, and maybe because there's not as much pressure, and you have that in your back pocket, the idea, okay, if I don't get this perfect, mm-hmm. I could do it again. Yeah. You know, maybe the people push themselves. I'm not saying they're not pushing themselves. Braun Breaker just started wrestling less than a year ago yeah, and he's right. champion. Yeah. And he's putting on he put on a couple of hell of a pretty damn good match against Tommaso Champ. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to discredit anybody's uh, 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 progression of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there wrestling three, four days a week in front of crowds, and you got some confidence and you're feeling good, you might be saying, okay, let's, from a storytelling perspective, I'm not suggesting to do anything dangerous. Let's try this. 
let's try this. You get more confidence. You're willing to maybe to try more things rather than just the stuff that Bruce Pritchard's telling you to do. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you something. If you're Bruce Pritchard and you're being asked by Conrad, you're doing an episode on 2.0. What happened? Why does why isn't this working? Where did you go wrong? Well, you you know what he'll say. <laughs> Give it to me. If the internet doesn't like it, we're doing something right. <laughs> Bruce, you're barely making over 500,000 people. Barely, you're 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 barely, you know. You're, He'd probably you're say, "Well, look, it's, it's not it's not that large of a difference between what it was doing before." Yeah, which is true. There's that. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure the overhead of NXT now is all these developmental contracts. It's probably is way much lower. Lower. That now that they got Gargano's contract off the books, Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. I can go on and on. Yeah, it's a cheaper show to produce. It is. Yeah. Therefore. More profit. I mean, if it is profitable, yeah, but more so closer to profitability. And he was like, We were developing the talent that we actually, I don't know if he'd actually say this, maybe you'd find a diplomatic way of saying it. We're actually developing the talent that we think we want and need going forward. I know, I think, I think that's probably exactly what he'd say. And there's a case to be made for that, you know. I mean, whether you can't have everything, you're not, look, man, you can't start painting tomorrow and expect to be Picasso in, in four months, you know, it's like. Or maybe you can. I don't know. But like, you you, you can't expect everybody to be doing those tests, those drawing tests that, that you see the commercial for, and send it. <laughs> the end that they say you're good. Then four months later, then you'll be a you're a master yeah. of, of, of cubism. Yeah. Mill per uh, per canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I think you're right. But it's like, man, if they if they want if the idea is, hey, get this show to appeal to to the demo that you want. Well, what you're doing ain't working because half the segments are so cringy. Like, yeah. dude, half the segments, and I'm old too, and I think this shit's corny. You know, yeah, me too. like if it my if if my eighteen uh, year old stepkid walks through, she's like, "This is weird." It's because <laughs> it's because they might have these 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 larger than life characters, or at least in comparison to what the characters in NXT were. It's the same same corny tropes they've been using in WWE oh, for forty years. It's the same exact stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing really new or fresh. Well, that's the thing about it, man. It's like they're not looking at they're not looking at any other. They're not ripping off good ideas. You know, it's like I'm sorry, I hate saying this, but like your WWE just rip off some other good ideas out there. So many other promotions, like look at MLW's production. It's fantastic. Like the all the graphics and stuff. Impact has cool graphics. Like, I know Impact does corny shit, too, but it's like, man, I don't know if it was me. I'd say, you know what? Gory self-mutilation, TV 14, and, uh, and, and, and really, you know, curse a lot. Just stop being so damn corny. That's honestly, that's, that's sort of the thing. It's just stop being no. so corny. So much of their stuff, like this whole Tony D'Angelo. It was funny the first couple weeks. And God bless the guy. He works his ass off to be this he character. Does. He does. And I'm not talking shit about him, but the whole thing is like, who, what? Really? This guy's still around? He just beat Pete Dunn? I know. I don't know, man. It's He sent Pete Dunn out of NXT. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. So I don't know. It's it's uh there's no there's no vision like when you have your top guys like in his early sixties or whatever Pritchard is, 
or even Vince, if you want to consider him the top guy. Whoever's the top guy, they're probably super old. Yeah, they just I know don't. that's the thing is it doesn't feel like WWE's had a, a vision of what they wanted to be for a very, from a creative standpoint for a very long time, and that's what you see is yeah. is stuff booked week to week with seemingly zero direction. It's just okay. What can we do to motivate next week? And that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, there's something that that they might have a plan for a couple months down the line, or they might have a goal they want to get to with no real path to get there. Yeah, this is this is so it right here. Just uh, I'm just Joe says it feels like the new generation era all over again. It even mm-hmm. has that aesthetic, you know. It does. It has like that outdated aesthetic. Like it's just corny. It's just like they don't know what like what people like now. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know contemporary. They don't know current mm-hmm. or modern. Nope. That's the problem with it. And you look. There's so many great promotions out there that that really like indie promotions that really do understand like what cool shit looks like. You're yeah. in. You're in TV. It's what you see. You know. I know. I know. Uh, Maybe part of the problem is uh, apparently Vince doesn't really watch anything other than his own product. Yeah. Speaking of Vince. Oh, goodness. Speaking of Vince McMahon, uh, let's talk about uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Vince McMahon, of course, is his boss. Earlier this week, Mustafa Ali took to Twitter to request his release from WWE. And according to Fightful Select, that request has been denied. Uh, This is not shocking because it's it's petty. But it's like, why don't they just release the guy? Because they've already released a bunch of people this Within the last year, why wouldn't they? <laughs> he, he says, "I don't want to be here anymore." Yeah. So if he won't be there anymore, you're not doing anything with him. Let him go. Just let him go, he dude. Pursue what he wants to pursue. Yeah, be new, but man. As be you new. said, petty. They're just being petty. WB's being petty. Seems like it, right? Like just, what actual? Yeah. What actual reason would there be? It's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bummer, though, because we're both huge Mustafa Ali fans. We want to see him do great things, do great work. Mm-hmm. He seems pretty confident he won't be able to do that in WB. Yeah, he did. He tweeted out a picture today of oh, uh, from uh, from uh, Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah, with like a burning giant mountain of money and uh, uh, the Joker's in the foreground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe he's just going to burn down Titan Towers or wherever oh. they operate out of these days. I think they're still in Titan Towers. They're they're doing work on the new place. I think. Oh, that's where we saw that uh, Bigfoot esque picture of Triple H <laughs> walking around. They were doing the tour of. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Place. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get on to our SmackDown review. Uh, it, it was a weird show because there was what three rematches during the show. We had and Naomi, I don't really yeah. understand. I don't really understand why two of them happened. Los Lotharios versus Vi- oh, that was a rematch, wasn't it? God. Well, for oh, sorry for them because there was that. There was Aaliyah versus Natalia. Yeah. There was Charlotte Naomi, oh, and there was Mad- Ricochet Sheamus. Wasn't Madcap versus a uh, Kofi? A oh yeah, sorry. There's five. Are you serious? Five. What the hell's going on here? It's basically all rematches. Oh my god, you're right. Um, and I again, I'm not gonna. Beat this into the ground, but it's a simple formula for me. You keep the talking to the minimum, uh, what's going on uh, in the ring, the show focused on in-ring action. I'll sit there and watch it, and I'll have not a ton of complaints. It wasn't a great show by a stretch of the imagination, but it didn't bore me. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't was, get, I, was, I was entertained, yeah. I didn't get angry watching it. 
I didn't get a headache watching it. Yeah. It didn't feel slow. I like you know what I like that they had Madcap. I, I don't care that it was a rematch. Kofi needed to get that win back anyways. You did. Uh Madcap versus Kofi uh instead of a happy Corbin segment. That made me happy. Yeah. That was I was Again, happy Steve they, there. They let him talk for about forty five seconds and they had Matt. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That I'm happy about. Even the opening segment, the opening talking bit, it didn't feel overly long. I think mm-hmm. it was nine minutes, maybe ten minutes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the main event was really good. It was. Um, so we've got that sort of uh, stipulation thing where uh, Seth came out of the beginning, said, hey, dude, Usos help you out way too much. I can't trust they're not going to do this. So uh, how about I find somebody and we'll fight the Usos. And if I win, Usos are barred from ringside at the Rumble. Rumble was like, hey, they were going to be barred. I was, I was going to be one-on-one. He's like, well, I don't trust you. He's like, and then Jay was like, challenge accepted. And Roman's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. He was like, how about this? If you win, they're gone from ringside. But if you lose, I get to take vacation till WrestleMania. No match of the Rumble. So, of course, Seth yeah. said yes. And by the way, I got Kevin Owens here with me. And so, of course, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are incapable of putting on a bad match, especially when you got the Usos there with you uh, yep. in yep. tag action. So that was the main event, which it was a really fun match. Um, and so the Usos, of course, Seth and Kevin Owens won thanks to Roman Reigns punching Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about a bit before the show, and I, I thought the same thing where it wasn't so much about preventing Seth from winning, more like delivering a statement to Seth, which would be you get what you want, but you get on my terms, essentially. At the same time, when you're in the ring and all you have to do is lay a finger on your cousin – and you get your vacation. Yeah. Yeah, but uh but you know, I don't think Roman's not Roman's not scared of Seth. I think I think he's not in character. It seemed like he was really looking forward to that vacation. He had a big smile on his face when he talked he about did. vacation. Who doesn't love part a good of me, vacation? Part of me was hoping they would actually cancel the match. Oh wow. And then Pierce would say, We can't have our universal champion not at the Royal Rumble. And then Roman says, Fine, I'll be in the Rumble. And then he wins it, and that's how you motivate him versus Braun. Oh, that's nice. I, w- I thought you were going to say they should have done Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce again at the Royal Rumble. Remember that match was supposed to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're getting Seth versus Roman. Usos are not allowed to be ringside. So that's cool. Well, that's so long as there's a referee that's conscious in the ringside area. Yeah. Once there's a ref totally bump. True. Yeah. Usos coming out fair game. Is man. that what you're going to put in your um, DraftKings? Uh, what is that thing they've got? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ref bump, yes. Inter- ref bump, yes. Outside five, interference, five ref bump, yes. ref bumps, yes. yes uh, all that. So yeah, I'll oh, be overbooking. And then whoa, Forbidden Door, GCW Hammerstein show participant. I think Jeff Jarrett. He's going to be the Hammerstein, yeah. right? I think I believe it's he's yeah. It's a match against Effie. Oh, that's right. I think first it was advertised as a confrontation, but I think there's an actual match. Now. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, he was there. Eric Bischoff was there. It's like WCW all over again. And then they there was two mentions of Mox during the show. Oh, there was two. Seth mentioned him yeah. at the beginning, and then Pat mentioned Mox towards the end of the show. Oh, what did Pat say? Within, I missed that. Within the context of the three of them being in the Shield. Oh, man. But didn't say Ambrose. Didn't say Dean, huh? Nope. Oh, wow. I missed that. That's great. 
Uh, yeah, that was that, that was, again was great tonight. That that always. dictionary bit he did always. I love that, that Michael Cole's trying so hard not to laugh. I love, I love that you know we should get rid of we should we should privatize that episode that we did of NXT recap when we're running down Pat McAfee for that promo he gave. Get erase that out of history, just because I love Pat McAfee so much. I never want to be on record saying a negative word about him. He took that stupid shit they do. WrestleMania, stup- what are they, stupendous? Stupendous. And he turned into a bit. Because with or without that dictionary thing, that would have been there. That was some weird PR thing that they were doing. WrestleMania, stupendous. And then Pat's like, what is this shit? Let me turn into a funny bit. Mm-hmm. And Cole was laughing his ass off, too. Yeah, he was covering his mouth trying to laugh. It was pretty yeah. great. Yeah, it was good stuff. Anyways. It was uh, good. Let's dive right into it, yeah, Steve. Uh, so. Kicked off with what was supposed to be a Roman Reigns celebration, so the Usos are out first. Uh, said we're here for one reason, to celebrate the longest reigning universal champ ever. 508 days Roman's had that That's title. A long time. Uh, Jimmy says there have been some uh, big names who have held the title, but nobody's held it that long. Not Kevin Owens, not Seth, not Brock. Uh, Jay says, but there is one. He's ahead of the table, tribal chief, longest reigning universal champion history, Roman Reigns. Roman comes to the ring. He puts his hand out for the mic, and Jimmy's so busy, like, playing to the crowd, telling him to cheer, he doesn't notice that Roman has his hand out. Roman's getting visibly frustrated. Jimmy goes, oh, shit, and puts the, the mic in his hand. Uh, Little details the, like that I love. By the way, they talked for about, I don't know, three minutes. By the time Roman came out there to actually talk, it was nine minutes deep into the episode. Oh, he just takes his, his time making out he for really that, 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 that intro. So, uh, yeah, he says, so, he, so he eventually hands the mic to, to Roman. Roman tells the crowd to acknowledge him that Jimmy throws to a video package highlighting Roman's reign from when he won the title to now you know it was it was a really good once the once the episode got rolling it was a really good crowd tonight um Mm -hmm. but during that opening bit when the usos were talking that piped in crowd noise was so obnoxious when when they kept on like listing off people's names they would just jack up the volume on like the the yays or the boos or whatever the crowd was great though they were doing the whole during the main event they were doing seth's theme song Oh, Seth is so over right That now. was wildly fun. That was really cool. So Seth interrupts uh, after they do the recap of the title reign. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, we should celebrate not just for your title reign, but the fact that you made an honest man out of me. I told you you're not responsible for your own success, but I meant that. This is great. I meant that in a meta way. Like you're the chosen one. You're the ones catered to me. He all but said they give you the title, you know. He says, mm-hmm. but you took it literally. So literally that you sent your cousins to Raw to do your dirty work for you. We should be celebrating the longest reigning SmackDown tag champs in history, though. The Usos, who in truth are the cornerstones of your bloodline. They're the ones who make everything you do possible. They hold you up, just like me and Mox and the Shield used to hold each other up. He started chanting the Usos, Usos. He's like, I know why you do that. It's a lot of fun. Roman laughs it off, calls him little brother, asks if Cena wrote his promo. Said uh, it's going to be, said, don't worry about them. It's going to be one on one at the Rumble. And Seth says, your word doesn't mean much anymore. He says, uh, and then he challenges the Usos to a match with the partner of his choosing, suggests the Usos are barred from ringside from the match at the Rumble if they win. And Roman's sitting there mulling over. He's thinking about it, thinking about it. All of a sudden, Jay, of course. And I love that it's always Jay. Yeah. You know, it always speaks out of turn. He accepts it. And then Roman's like, what the hell? Uh, and he says, no one's crazy enough to team with you in the first place. 
Kevin Owens comes out and says, I like him. I like him. I like him a lot. And uh, Roman says, no, no, cut the stupid music. He says, it's not final until the tribal chief says so. He says, you're a betting man now, huh? He says, let's raise the stakes then. When you lose tonight, that means you lose your match at the Rumble. And I'm going on vacation till Mania. And then Seth says, you're on. Yep. Our first match of the evening, Madcap Moss versus Kofi Kingston, our first rematch for the night. Uh, Corbin and Moss have a little talking bit before. Uh, they talk about being on the roll lately. Um, and then uh, Madcap makes a joke about Kofi not having any friends mm-hmm. because King Woods is out. Yeah. So Kofi makes his entrance with Big E. Yeah. And so a lot of the times on the show with, when Owens came out, when Big E came out, they said, well, we're going to build the Rumble. Of course, the Rumble match is cross-brand. Mm-hmm. So brand split, pfft, throw it out the window for now. Yeah. Virtually. So uh, a rematch, but a rematch I didn't mind so much because Kofi, yes, needed that win back over Madcap Moss, and he got it. He escaped the Razor's Edge, what looked to be Razor's Edge. Hits Trouble in Paradise for the win. And then afterwards, Corbin's about to get in the ring, and then Big E runs it. Mm-hmm. He takes his robe off. He's ready to fight. So Corbin backs off, and Moss is still there selling the Trouble in Paradise. And Big E goes, oh, this is your guy? Okay. Bang. Hits him with a big ending. Yep. And there's a uh, there's a Rumble mini story for you right there. Yep. Uh, after that, we had, man, can you imagine what kind of heat Baron Corbin would have if he eliminates Big E from Rumble? Ooh. All the heat. <laughs> That's legit. Man, I'd be mad because I'm still potentially picking uh, Big E to win the Rumble. Ooh, there you go. After that, we had Natalia versus Aaliyah. We got a shot of Summer Rae, WWE legend. That's how they referred to her in the crowd. Of that course, her cool. and, and Natalia have a story going back to Total Divas. That is, yeah, they do. Yeah, and they, they've they, been replaying they that on Twitter. They get along on Total Divas. Yeah. Uh, Natalia ends up getting herself DQ'd. Because she didn't realize that she had only five seconds. Uh, she went past that. And then after uh, she lost via DQ, she attacked Aaliyah. And then Zia Lee comes out. And uh, yeah. she has her full entrance. Oh, that lightning is amazing. It's pretty awesome. The song is great. It's all great stuff. And then she attacks Natalia. Natalia dips out and gets out yep. of there. So they'll probably have a match at some point next week. Or they'll just yep. have a rumble encounter. I don't know. Yeah, probably a rumble thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Los Lotharios taking on the number one contenders to the SmackDown tag titles, Viking Raiders. Uh, There's a great bit where uh, Hanson was going for that seated senton thing he does off the rope, and I like that Garza reverse that to a powerbomb. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Got mm-hmm. him a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Rowe tags himself in, and then uh, Viking Raiders hit that power slam powerbomb combo, or Rowe does, on Garza and Creo, and then they follow up with Viking Experience to get the win. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Naomi versus Charlotte. We promise this is getting somewhere. <laughs> this is Naomi versus Charlotte with Sony stuff. Sony comes down, tells Lil Nate to hand over his ref shirt. She puts on the ref shirt, ends up screwing Naomi again. At one point, Sony's on the outside. She gets sent to the outside of the ring. Uh, uh, Naomi has Charlotte in a pin, and it's just taking forever. Sony doesn't even pay attention. She's making sure that her shirt's all good and everything. Uh, Naomi gets up. Pat McAfee's just yelling at Sony the whole time. Charlotte ends up using that distraction to put Naomi in the figure four. Sony gets in, immediately rings the bell, and Pat McAfee makes a Bret Hart reference there too. He said, "He said, I forget what he said, but it was so funny." Um, so yeah, that that thread picks up a little bit later. But first, we had a Seth 
and uh, Kevin Owens interview. I had to clean up hot sauce off my floor because I spilled some, so I didn't get to transcribe this. But oh, I, I got it. So he has to help me out here. So Seth was going to answer some question about this Usos business, and Owen says, oh, let me answer, let me answer. He says, if it wasn't for the Usos, I would be the longest reigning universal champion right now. And the thought of them screwing over Seth tears me up. Seth says, oh, you are becoming an honest man. That therapy is really helping you. And uh, Seth says, Roman could have, would have a shot at the Rumble to beat him if the Usos were there. But without them, there's the old phrase, death, taxes, and Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins beats Roman every time. Yeah, at least in kayfabe, that's his new legal name. Mm -hmm. Yep, correct. Uh, Then we had another edition of In Zane with Sami Zayn. (sighs) So uh, he's in the ring. There's a table with a bunch of uh, weapons. There's a cattle prod. I think there's handcuffs, a few other things in there. So uh, Zayn says Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville got famous. Prior to Jackass, thanks to a video of him testing out all these self-defense weapons. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to prove that anything Johnny Knoxville can do, I can do better. So he said, I'm going to start out with this. This cattle prod. Um, he says, I'm going to use this. You know, uh, I think he said like level five could knock over, knock over a rhinoceros mm-hmm, or something like yeah. that. So I'm going to start on level one. So he puts it to his leg, presses the button. Uh, and it was like, oh, it falls over. It's like, oh, that wasn't fun. But that's a piece of cake. Let's up it to level two. And he says, this is the level that incapacitated Knoxville for 15 minutes on that video. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to put it straight to my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, McAfee is on commentary. He's like, no one do this at home. <laughs> A very important caveat. Um, yeah. And so he puts it to his chest. There's an obvious piped in like buzzing sound when he does it. Falls to the mat. Uh, early selling it. So Knoxville comes out. And he says, you know, Sammy, you've been so concerned about me making a mockery of your profession. You're in here making a mockery of mine. Mm-hmm. I've been around all those weapons. Something seems off. So he snatches the cattle prod from Sammy, looks at it. And it's like, this looks legit, but somebody forgot to turn it on. And Sammy's like, oh, no, no, that's, it was on. It was, it was fine. And Knoxville says, well, I just fixed it for you. And then he hits him with the prod. But then they were a little delayed to get the sound effect in. <laughs> piped in through the arena. So Sammy collapses and Knoxville says, here, let me help you up and helps him up and props him against the rope and then dumps him over the top rope to the floor. I love when he actually got him with the prize. You're right. The sound effects were so bad. They were, they were so bad. There's no, there's no logical reason why though that so those sound effects would be piped in through the PA system. It was corny stuff. It's, it's corny stuff, but Knoxville is forever. That guy's, I love him so much. It's it's great how that uh, uh the uh, the Minutemen song, Corona, mm-hmm. would make for such a killer wrestling theme song. It's great, you know. It's and great. Knoxville it's just lo- that dude looks like he should have been a pro wrestler. I think he could have had a he, career. He really seems like somebody from a performance aspect. You put him in any situation. Well, oh yeah, he feels comfortable. Oh yeah, he's just comfortable. Yeah, no, he's great. I love. <laughs> I love. You mentioned Pat uh, with the disclaimer. <clears throat> I love that it took like I don't know a couple episodes of Jackass for them to put the disclaimer on the show back in the day because that show mm-hmm. blew up so quick and kids yep. everywhere were just fucking themselves up. I remember I know. that. I know. Oh, I know man. Um, I love also when Knoxville hit Sammy with it, like legitimately, uh, Pat immediately said, did Sammy Zane poop his pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Pat Maggie. Oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, we go backstage and Adam Pierce is talking to Eric Bischoff. Ah! Save your voice, Steve. 
I would ask you to do the Austin Bischoff, but I, I want can't. You to jack up your voice. Uh, yeah, the Rona. I, I got the Rona voice right now. I don't. I don't. I don't want you to jack up your voice. I can't, Just I can't rampage. Try. I'd kill it. So they're talking about leadership. Sonya Deville walks in, and Adam Pearce introduces her to Eric Bischoff. And Pierce says, what you did out there during that match, you overstepped your bounds. This beef you got with Naomi, it has to stop. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to suggest upper management that you and Naomi have a match next week, one-on-one. And Sonya seems, for the most part, like fine with it. She doesn't protest. She just kind of says, all right, and she leaves. And Bischoff just goes, now, that says to Pierce, that's leadership. Does Bischoff have like a new book out or something where he's like motivationally speaking or something? I don't know. Like a book about leadership or something yeah, like that? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. That. I don't know. Uh, I like Bischoff. I want to keep him there. That They really, they really, they're this needed some sort of like stipulation or assurance, you know? Because know. Sony is just going to, you know, wonk, wonk the whole thing. Like I know. I know. But maybe that'll just increase. You know, they need, they need to start getting to different story beats. And I'm glad they brought Pierce into it to yes. do that why he didn't kind of do something about it earlier on. Who knows? Uh, so then we got Seamus versus Ricochet. Rich Holland is back. Yeah. His nose looks good. Doesn't look all busted up anymore. Yeah, anymore or no, swollen or anything. got it all straightened and everything. It looks great. This is a rematch. I'm not sure why it existed. Uh, Seamus wins again. He pretty much dominates throughout. Uh, ends up uh, at one point. Ricochet sends him out of the ring. Looks for a suicide dive. Seamus just blasts him with the jumping knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then back in the ring hits a bro kick. Bridge didn't get involved. Sheamus just pretty much beat the heck out of Ricochet mm-hmm, for about yep. seven minutes yep. and got the win. Uh, we get a quick shot backstage. Roman's talking to the Usos. Go to commercial, come back, and then uh, Rick Boogs and Nakamura are walking backstage. Boogs stops because he sees J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R, E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett back. Game changer wrestling zone, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he, Jarrett tells Boogs, Hey, you play a mighty fine guitar. What's your name? And Boogs tells him his name, and Boogs. Double J asks, Can you spell it? And and as that's going on, we just go, to the, we just go, to the main, <laughs> main event. yeah, we, we all know how to spell it. For the, the, the one of the rare times, WB's like, All right, we're not going to belabor the point here. <laughs> <laughs> a rare moment of efficiency. If only they'd use that crossfade. Little lever on the track, right? a little more yeah. judicious or more often. Then it, it, maybe we'd we'd get a more enjoyable product. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Kevin Dunn just found it. He's like, "Whoa, we could just be. move on." Well, this little this little lever here. Look, this little lever. I've been in this business for on, forty years. On the board. Look at this. Wow. Wow. Uh, then we had our main event: the Usos versus uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Uh, this is great. I always love when Kevin Owens does that Stone Cold HBK main uh, WrestleMania finish. Because that sort of oh, yeah. led to the finish here. Uh, Jimmy J. 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 Yeah. J goes for a super kick on, on Owens. He catches it, spins him around, gives him a stunner. But then he immediately gets uh, kicked out of the ring by Jimmy. Seth mm-hmm. loads up. Seth's able to get the, uh, the upper hand on Jimmy. Loads up a stomp. Uh, is about to hit it. Reigns comes in. Superman punches Seth. And uh, Seth and Kevin Owens win by DQ. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. Robert didn't seem too too broke up about it. No, like you said, he's you know, it's his yard, it's his place. He runs the place. Whatever his everything's got to be on his terms. Everything yeah, is on his. Seth, terms. You gotta win on my terms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now instead of Kevin Dunn using the crossfade lever judiciously, which I was going to try to say earlier, but I was incorrect. 
Oh, just all the time, just between yeah. cuts. Bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine, imagine all the 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 crash zooms and everything he does. Yeah. Instead of hard cuts. Yeah. Fade, just cross yeah, fades. The, the entire time. thing is just like a David Lynch fever dream. Just yeah, it would just be like a psychedelic trip, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like real impressionistic wrestling. <laughs> Where was this crossfade the entire impressionistic? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one continuous visual element. It's <laughs> 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 one shot bleeding right, yeah. over to the next one. Oh god that's deep man that's so you get deep. an impression of a show but you don't actually get a show <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it i love it what a way to cover up the some of the creative shortcomings of of raw per se is hey let's just throw a bunch of visual tricks <laughs> like what yeah crossfade between every shot man oh, crossfade between <laughs> every shot 10 second crossfades yeah. every shot yeah yeah double exposure <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes oh man yeah watching some french new wave I'm watching some german expressions. yeah yeah do some yeah. do some tracks and cut during the track how about this split diopter <laughs> there you go some brian De Palma every tricks. shot every shot <laughs> foreground and background perfectly in focus yep. oh man yep let's talk about rampage god damn sure is what is this match of the year shit that Nick Jansen, Nick Jackson and Trent was putting on tonight? Holy crap. That was really good. All the matches were good, I thought. I thought the opening bout with Mox and, and, and Ethan Page was solid. I thought, yeah, Nick versus Trent was a lot of fun. It was really good. I mean, Hook just beat the hell out of Serpentico for like 90 seconds. Yeah, it was, just, it was a Hook match. But yeah, even uh, uh, Anna Jay and Jade Cargill, god mm -hmm. damn. That was a hell of a match right there. I even like mm -hmm. that, uh, what's-his-face, John Silver almost made Jade Cargill laugh when they were doing the pose-off out there. The pose-off, that was so he great. doesn't care. He's just he's just got a big, giant smile on his face the all the time. He's on the verge of laughing the entire time. He is, and it's infectious. Uh, but, man, that boot from Jade Cargill to Anna Jay just sent her flying. She's got... She's got one of the best pump kicks in the business. Yeah. No, this, this, was a, this was a really cool match, man. I really dug this. This was good. Yeah, the whole dynamite was a lot of fun. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, first match: John Moxley versus Ethan Page. Uh, Ethan Page. I don't know if they were uh, commentary was trying to kind of talking about it a little bit, the, kind of the ring rust idea. Mm -hmm. Mox mm -hmm. hasn't been in the ring for three months, whereas Page has been wrestling consistently the whole time. And it kind of played out that way because Ethan Page dominated a good portion yeah. of this particular bout. Just towards the end, uh, Page hits a power slam off the top that gets but two. Uh, and when he's kicking out of that, Mox rolls up Page, and as Page kicks out, he just starts unloading elbows, 12 to 6 elbows, mm -hmm. and then kind of gets, I guess to be side mount, starts hitting him with a bunch of knees, and just seamlessly bang, bulldog choke, and it legit, legit looked like Ethan Page was like getting choked oh out. no i know yeah he had that he had that deep he had that sunk yeah. in and, and his cell was looked like he was he was gasping for air the cell was great and then and then when he just sort of snapped off and he just mm -hmm. collapsed because like you you've seen video of like that happening to people and that's kind of how it happens he sold it like mm -hmm. he was getting choked out mm -hmm. yeah that was mm -hmm. awesome what was even cooler was uh after the match <clears throat> so a uh, page passes out mox hits him with a paradigm shift after the bell uh, and then he, he walks back, but one Brian Danielson was waiting for him on his way backstage, gave him a little applause, mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. stared at him a little bit. 
Uh, These two guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. Is, do you think that's going to be like a dynamite match? That's got to be at a revolution, right? You would think so. That seems to be so. the match. That's a big match. Uh, Mox looked great. Awesome shape. Oh, yeah, man. He looked terrific. Fantastic. Man, shape. somebody, I don't know who, what is. I mean, you can, you can look at this anywhere, but somebody did a side-by-side of right before he left, and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. it is shocking. Mm-hmm. He yes. looks like a different person. He looks about ten years younger now. He does, yeah, yeah. He totally does. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty shocking. It really was. Next, uh, <laughs> we had a Jurassic Express interview. Uh, pretty much the first thing Jungle Boy does is call Billy Gunn a salty old bitch. <laughs> um, he says attacking Christian was crossing the line. He says uh, your kids are just like you, sour and entitled. Uh, he says right now the title shot should be the least of your worries because when Christian comes back. We're gonna stomp your heads into the ground. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. I'd be careful about uh, Billy Gunn though. That guy's huge. By the way, he is sh- humongous. Shout out to our good friend O Prime Joy of Bearding. I know this was the only segment because they're they're Christian aligned. I'm gonna uh, make reference to this. I he got this awesome. You guys know how I feel about Christian. Hey, he's a Hall of Famer. No, that's Should that's be. your thoughts about him. My thoughts oh. are like literally 180. Uh, he got me this AEW mug. Outwork everyone, and I'm I can't wait. This is my new dipping cup. Dip, I might dip some chips and nacho cheese. Now I'm gonna have some wonderful coffee in this mug. Thank you very much, Prime Joy of Bearding. That's a that's a swell gift. It's a, it's an awesome gift. Like like I you know the thing I love about it so much because I I actually appreciate Christian's slogan. It's important I work hard. You should you should always want to work hard on everybody, right? Well, works. It's more important to work smart. Work smarter, not harder. Okay. So you're not a crit. Okay. Outwork everyone. I'm good with that. I'm personally good with that. But then look at how small. Like you could barely even see. See that little line right there? That's Christian Cage's name. I didn't even know it was there. Exactly. Like that is not the name of a Hall of Famer right there. You you put that dishwasher a couple times, you won't even see it at all. It's going to be gone. And then it's going to just be a really nice slogan. Outwork everyone. Smarter work, everyone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Smart work, yeah. everyone. That doesn't really yeah. make sense, though. I just see that slogan people say sometimes: "Work smarter, not harder," or something like that. I don't know. This doesn't even make sense because there's a period after everything. Out. Yeah, each of those is a sentence. Doesn't work. Make any sense. Everyone. What's everyone. where's the other clauses? There's no clauses. There are no other clauses. No clauses. one word sentences. I don't think that's a thing. Anyway, I mean, I guess no or yes is there are certain words that can be sentences, right? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> He just did that. Uh, after that, we had Nick Jackson versus Trent. Holy shit. This was great. Hell of a match. You mentioned I, we were texting during this match. God, I, I would really love somehow for Nick Jackson to go on a solo run because you said, man, Nick could be a big star. As a bad guy wrestling like this, Nick Jackson could be a main eventer. Not as a good guy, as a bad guy. As a good guy, the guy's got the personality of a piece of paper. But as a bad guy, he's terrific. He's like Mr. Not Captain Charisma, but Mr. Charisma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super charisma. It, it, it seems like he's a type of guy that when he's a heel, he can just feel like, all right, let's do what I want. Yeah, you know? right. But when he's a face, he's just like the quietest. Yes, he, he has to do stuff to make sure people still like him. Yeah, right. You know, when you're a heel, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, early on, Nick, of course, focusing his attack on uh, Trent's surgically repaired neck, and then during picture in picture, he does like a leap over the top rope. And uh, his foot, his Jordan 11, 
uh, gets caught on the top rope and he almost eats shit. Mm-hmm, yeah. But he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, Trent was beating the heck out of him. Saito suplexes, half and half suplexes. Uh, down the stretch, yeah, Trent hits him with the half and half suplex. Nick responds with a super kick. Trent hits a clothesline. Pile driver gets a two count. Uh, Trent's looking for a pile driver on the ramp. Instead, Nick reverses that to a backdrop, falls with a swanton. Trent rolls back in the ring. Nick hits him with a 450. Nick hits him with two. Nick hits a super kick. He's looking for another. Trent hits that. Hits him with Storm Zero. Dude Buster to get the win. So, like, almost certainly. When's that Rapongi? Rapongi. Rapongi Knights. Eating chips. The match. What was that match? The, yeah, that's a. That was supposed to be tonight, but oh, uh, Rocky oh. Romero. Oh, the that's right. Medical yeah, protocol. Yeah, of course. So hopefully that match will still happen. I'm sure it I will, love... and that probably justifies. That's probably why they gave Trent the win tonight. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Because because Rapongi Vice versus Young Bucks is is a very underrated rival. Rapongi Vice. They put on great matches. Rapongi. I mean, that was it was a match between those two teams where Trent did the tope under nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know it was great. That was that was that was our introduction to Trent. I was yeah. like, what is this guy doing? Why did he just why did he just do a tope under nothing? Yep. <laughs> it was just a big thud. Yeah. Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> As we say here in the show, that looked like it sucked. That looks like it sucked. Um uh, huge win win for Trent here though. And then we got a Mercedes Martinez Thunder Rosa video package hyping up their rivalry. Can't wait till they get in the ring and have a match with That's gonna fantastic. be good stuff right there. Uh next up we had Hook versus Serpentico. Uh easy day at the office there for Hook. Lays out Serpentico oh, when he's doing that streamer bit. Uh, beat the hell out of him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he ended up uh, what tapping him out, or did he pass him out? Uh, passed out, I think. Okay. Well, it really got fun because he walks up. You know, after the match is over, he starts walking towards the ramp. QT Marshall comes out and is like, "What are you doing? You're attacking the guy before the match starts. You're not releasing the hold. You're a delinquent." And while your dad up there in commentary just laughs, yeah, you're a delinquent. Oof. And Hook tries to walk past me. QT's like, "No, no, no, no. You don't do that. You don't walk past me." And then Hook grabs him, overhead throws him, <laughs> and then does the step over on him. Didn't uh, QT have the microphone when he did that, too? <laughs> he was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. And Taz was laughing the whole time. It was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, that popped me. It was me. pretty great. <clears throat> uh, after that, we had uh, the, the split-screen interview that precedes every main event match on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Jade mentions that she's undefeated, the first TBS champ. Anna should be elated. She has a spot in the main event at all. And it says, I'm going to warn you one more time. I've got a dark side. She says, that match, that uh, street fight or whatever it was, changed me. She says, mm-hmm. I choke people out now. Tonight, TBS stands for that bitch slayer. And then uh, Mark Henry very calmly says, ladies, time for talking's done. It's time for the main event. The whole crowd says it with them now. Oh, I know. It's awesome. It's a great bit. It's great. It's great. Hey, man, and Anna we have a main event, yeah. Anna J. Versus, Versus Jade, Jade Cargill. Oh, great. We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing, aren't we? <laughs> no, we're at, we're, at, we're at the stop, and we both got there at the same time, so I'm just going to go. But then I'm like. <laughs> and then we both do that, say like the wave, say okay, but then we start going. And then we laugh and, at each other. And we laugh, but it's like an irritated <laughs> laugh. Uh, like, yeah, I just okay, want to get ahead. to where I'm fucking going. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So, yeah, I know this is what I really liked about this match. Like, Anna Jay is not like exactly a seasoned veteran. And that's one thing that I said about Jade is like you want to put her in there with people who have been around for a while to really maximize, get the most out of her. But you got two people here that neither of which are veterans, 
they still put on a really good match. They put on a really compelling match. I thought the key to it was pace. They kept the pace up. Yeah, right. Yeah. They kept the pace up. Yeah. And and they had, they had some fun spots. They had that bit where John Silver and Jade have a pose off oh, on the great. floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that serves as a distraction because Silver ducks and then Anna hits uh, Jade with a clothesline. Uh, later on, Anna gets a sleeper on the apron and then Jade breaks it up by draping uh, Anna's throat over the top rope. Anna then hits a bunch of kicks, mm-hmm. just kick, 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 hits a flat liner. Uh, Mark Sterling gets on the apron. Mm-hmm. So Anna goes mm-hmm. over there to confront him. Silver grabs Sterling uh, by his tie <laughs> yeah. and then gives him a brain buster on the floor. <laughs> and that was a steep angle. It was unnecessarily violent. That was great. It was pretty great. So Anna backslides Jade. Jade kicks out, hits a massive pump kick. Mm-hmm. She's looking for a glam slam. Instead, uh, Anna counters with a queen slayer. Uh, Jade backs her up into the corner, rams her in the turnbuckle to break it up. But then Anna just sits on the top rope, locks it in again. And the rest counting, and as he's counting, Jade is breaking the grip mm-hmm, yeah. and his grip yeah. on that Queen Slayer. So uh, Anna sends Jade into the opposite corner. She's looking for like a running kick. Jade catches her, hits like a Raquel Gonzalez type one arm power bomb. Mm-hmm, yeah. So she catches her, walks to the middle of the ring, and and power bombs her. Yeah. Follows with Jaded to get the win. Yeah, I like that too. That they had uh, they had Anna uh, counter jaded in the first place a little mm-hmm. bit more match it was a great counter it, too. it was yeah. yeah and then she hits it so uh yeah no i thought it was a strong showing for anna J. this is uh mm-hmm. this is pretty good stuff here yeah agreed and a, a great first title defense for jade cargo yeah no absolutely Oh, uh, real no, quick. Do you want to do the uh, NXT yeah, UK? Yeah, uh, we got, we got. There's, there's only what three matches. Three right? matches. So, uh, because I know, you know, we used to we used to cover this stuff uh, on our when we used to do a Thursday news brief. We don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out. I guess it's not going to be like a real detailed thing. Uh, Sam Gradwell found his partner. Of course, uh, the week prior, pretty deadly said, "You got no mates." So all week, Sam Gradwell was trying to find mates. You know, he wanted to prove them wrong. He tried a, a, a Nathan Frazier, and this is all going down on his social media. Nathan Frazier, yeah. uh, the lady working the fast food uh, uh, drive-through, uh, a kid. He approached, he accosted him in the in the bathroom, in the toilet, as they say over there. Uh, a, a bunch of others on Twitter. That's pretty great on Twitter. He was he was uh, hitting up like Paul McCartney, Gunther. Stone Cold. He was trying Gunther, Stone Cold. Yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, but one man finally bit. Towards the beginning of the episode, he thought it was going to be Kenny Williams, but uh, uh, he just sort of laughed at Gradwell. Gradwell kicked his ass really quick and mm-hmm. then uh, got uh, Aldous Huxley yeah. to help him out. Space. No, not Aldous Huxley. Not he has the, the, writer. the writer of Brave New World. Saxon Huxley. That would have been shocking, right? Saxon yeah, Huxley. Aldous. The author of Brave New World. The author provocateur. <laughs> yeah that should be saxon's huxley's new gimmick he's like a you know controversial sci-fi uh writer (laughs) uh yeah so uh pretty deadly got the win actually sam gradwell is one that took the l kenny williams came out yeah yeah uh, he because saxon huxley a few weeks back beat kenny williams he came uh, kenny came out to get his uh his retribution and uh, end up costing sam gradwell the match pretty deadly they go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had uh, uh, Millie McKenzie uh, taking on Isla Dawn. 
There's a great picture on Millie McKenzie's Instagram of her and uh, uh, B. Priestley, Blair Davenport. They're just together in like in a like in a kitchen in somebody's apartment, and Blair's just smiling. There's two pleasant people, and I'm just cracking up because I'm like, Blair is in like a blood feud with Millie's kayfabe mentor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah, hanging out. Millie's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, no. Um. So, uh, so yeah. No, uh, Isla Dawn picked up the win over Millie McKenzie. Again, because yeah. this is yeah, this is like the second time I think they fought before, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? I think they had a match before. I think or so. Tripping, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I feel like they have. I think they have, and I was surprised then yeah. too, and I was like doubly surprised this time. Um, and then uh, in the main event, oh my god, probably Hell of a match. my match of last week, if we consider the week of the kip up, anyways, until yeah, yeah. until Agreed. Thursday. Uh, a kid versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup. My Fantastic. God. And it went to a draw. This is the first time I think we've seen a draw for the so. Heritage Cup. Um, so. And this match was awesome. Had all sorts of stories going on, including Shaw Samuels betting his house <laughs> and his grandma's house uh, that Noam Dar was going to win this in the fourth round. Didn't happen. This, this is what I mean by characters. There's good characters in NXT UK. Yeah. And they're not, by and large, gimmicks. Right. Shaw Samuels. They feel like people. Yeah. They feel, I mean, they're over the top and they're turned up to 11, but these all feel like like real people. Shaw Samuels is not betting guy. He does that on the side because that was that's what his character would do, but he's not gambling man. Yeah. That's us on Thursdays during the Smash Zone. Yes, well, basically anytime we stream when there's something to bet on. Yes, Correct, including it. this Sunday, GCW Hammerstein Show. Yes, yes. The world on GCW. Whatever that means. I still don't understand what that, what is that, what does that title mean? The world on GCW. I don't know. Isn't that the name of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe it's like the eyes of the world. Oh, that's what it is. All eyes on GCW. See, I fixed mm-hmm. it. That's better now. <laughs> and they still want to be it to, for it to be that on the nose. I don't know. <laughs> could be, could be. It's gonna be experience. They need to. They need to play with that. Uh, that crossfade button, man. The crossfade slider. Oh, get the lever. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't use it judiciously. Overdo it. What's the opposite of? Well, what's the word for it? To use it liberally. Yes. Yeah. Not conservatively. Liberally. Not yes. judiciously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Liberal use of that sl- of that fader, Correct. that slider there for the crossfade. Correct. One though. continuous visual image. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it's hilarious. Man, this is a great <laughs> picture right here of uh, uh, Conrad posted this up two hours ago, and then thirty four minutes ago, Eric Bischoff confirmed it's Eric Bischoff in catering backstage at WWE, oh, wow. and he says uh, nothing like WWE catering. <laughs> Just, Does he have the prime rib or not? He's got some hunk of meat on there. Yeah, he's got some. Well, he's got he's got. It looks like he might have some. What is that? I don't know. He's got some pasta with some shit in it. You said Conrad put it up. Yeah, it's Con. And then Bischoff retweeted it. All right. Is that, well, I follow. Might Conrad, be a Salisbury so. steak. <laughs> oh, hear me. Sing. Not sure. You got the basketball. Oh yeah, it looks game. like it looks like it could be like a ground. Yeah, Kind-y right? Yeah. What is is that chicken in the pasta or some mushrooms? What is that? It's like mushrooms. I think it's mushrooms, right? Like whole ass mushrooms. And then mushrooms. maybe some 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 rice. Yeah. Rice dish behind that. Yeah. 
Eric's got some. Is that his hair? He's always had a, He always had a nice head of hair. Yeah. Did he get new hair? I don't know. I don't know these things. Yeah, that I don't know. That Are I don't you know. impressed uh, by that catering plate? No. Neither I am mean, I. mean, like a hamburger patty, some pasta with mushrooms in it, and some sort of rice or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe it tastes good, but. Even in the Maloof days working for the Kings, they had, like, Bella Brew there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sad because the year prior, the year before I got there, Hilton told me that they used to have like all you can eat Pizza Hut. That would have been Oof. dangerous for me. No, dangerous. not Pizza Hut, Pizza Guys, because that was the sponsor. Pizza yeah, yeah, Guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been dangerous. That would have been, yeah, that would have been bad. I would have been embarrassed because I, I couldn't help myself. I'd just be like, I'd pile, I'd grab a whole, a whole pizza. Just, just a whole pizza. <laughs> Take it up to your desk. Yeah. Capping stuff from the game. Pizza the whole two hours. <laughs> Uh, uh we'll terminate it here. Let's answer some questions. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. We'll terminate here. Uh, so what do y'all think of Slayer? Steve really likes their shirt. Yeah. Their logo. Yeah. No, I've heard I've 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 heard some Slayer. It's hard for me. I'm a pretty mellow person. It's hard for me to get an actual metal, you know? As much as I like I love the metal aesthetic. I'm just not much of a metal guy. You know, I listened to a little bit back like twenty years ago when I was hanging out with a bunch of metal dudes. Back in the back when I was in Hollywood, I hung out with like a, a crowd, but like that was never really my thing, man. A little too much for me. <laughs> a little too much for me. <laughs> uh, Nats asked, "Best surprise to the Rumble: Jericho, Page, Mox, uh, Danielson, or other?" I don't believe there's going to be any AEW talent in the Rumble. I don't no, there's going to be. If, Maybe Paige. I don't know. If who? if there was, if there was going to be like the best surprise, like if it actually happened, I'd love I'd love to see Mox just because it'd be a cool moment for him to see the other dudes. Mm-hmm. Most likely is a hundred percent Jericho. Like that. If if they did it, I don't think they're going to. No, but if an AEW talent were to be in, it'd probably be Jericho. It'd be Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shay Anonymous says, "Hey, friendos, did you guys catch my push Hobbs sign on Rampage? Didn't notice that. The watch it again. No, that's cool. That's neat. That's uh, so cool. What is it? Will Terminator sentiment. Says, Will Terminator says, Steve, you're being a poser. I just, I was very uh, transparent about my views. I think that's the opposite of being a poser, right? Like if he said I love Slayer, and then me knowing full well that he's probably heard like three of their songs, yeah, that would be something else. That's why I got on to you about you wanting to buy a Slayer shirt. Yeah, the, stop gatekeeping my shirts, man." I don't have one, but if I wanted one, I think it'd be cool if I, you know, hey, if I could get one and not be judged by it. Did you ask Shayna Baszler about it? She kind of, she was on my side about the whole thing. Yeah, I don't appreciate that either. Well, I didn't tell her that though. No, of course you would. You'd be tapping out. <laughs> That's what I, you'd be doing. I don't have one. I didn't get one. <laughs> anyway, Shayna Namas, the thank you for the the push hop sign. It's a sentiment we could both get behind. Absolutely, I think he's terrific. Hobbs they should, fantastic. yeah, they should push him more. Um, or at all. Uh, let's see here. Soak and Rose says, should the brand split end? No, because uh, those if if they got rid of the brand split, they just focus on the same twenty people, and no one else will ever get on the show. You know, although the what they shouldn't, but they should use the brand split properly. Yeah, you know, like Raw needs to have its own Roman Reigns thing. You know. Yes. Like there should be a dominant guy there. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that. Yeah. Uh, Maggie gifted a sub to Nats. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maggie. 
Oh, wow. I am elves. What do you think the hypothetical reaction would be to Cody at the Rumble? Shock. Joyous applause. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People would be, people, yeah, they would blow up the internet. Be... Especially if there had been no news that he signed a new AEW deal. Oh, my gosh. That'd be nuts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Yellow Flash. Should Moxley challenge for the TNT title? Kind of feel like it's a step down for him. I mean, it's got Sammy Guevara in the in the lineage. It's a step down for Mox. I know, but after Cody beat Sammy, that's a fresh feud. Yeah, it is. I wonder if Mox would want to deal with that kind of bullshit, though. Like this weird story that Cody's telling. Oh, I'm a good guy. I'm a bad guy. I'm in a pedigree, you know. know. So Tiger Driver. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah, why not? Uh, White White Bernie has an interesting question here. WWE posted a post show interview with Sonya. She was caught talking on the phone and sounded concerned about her match with Naomi. Any mm. thoughts on who she was talking to? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, Mandy Rose. She was talking to. There was one. It was funny because somebody ran back a bunch of clips of her on the phone, and it was always to the same person. Like on SmackDown, whenever she was talking to somebody, and I think the name was Karen. She's like, hold on, huh. Karen, I got to go. And it's always the same person that she's talking to, which I thought was a really fun catch. So oh, that is, that I'm is assuming cool. it's whoever that person is. I just thought maybe that she'd call Mandy. I think that's awesome. That'd be great. And it wouldn't shock me if they did some sort of cross-brand stuff also. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maggie says, is there a match you're most excited for? GCW? Oh, from the GCW show this weekend? Anything with Shane Mercer in it. I'm excited for that ladder match. What match is that? The brass ring ladder match. Oh, shit. That's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, Yeah, I'm just I think it's going to have I'm 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 sad that we live on the other side of the country for this show. Oh, yeah. Isn't Ninja Mac in that brass ring ladder match? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's going to be he's going to do he's going to do some crazy shit. Because that is going to have a fucking vibe. That's going to have yep. some emotion in that building. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's great. Xavier Grace says, should the Bella Twins finally get a program where they're actually feuding against Selena and Carmella for the women's tag titles? How great would that be? Sign up a bunch of the of the of the WWE women's legends. Aren't like the Bellas cleared to wrestle now? Can't they like do yeah, stuff? I think so. I think so. Fucking I think Nikki got cleared, yeah. Throw a bunch of money at them. Bring them in. Uh it's Mel D. I hope her says I hope her run as TBS champ is long, but who would you like to see end Jade's winning streak? I mean, I feel like that's a year away from potentially happening. So I don't even I don't know how you do that. Um Okay, so to me the only name that really stands out is Ruby. Is Ruby Soho. Um Like just given the people that are there. Michael Soto mentions Athena, which is yeah. which is cool. But like I think Ruby being there going through some sort of story where she has to like deal with I don't know facing pressure against you know mm-hmm. such an overwhelming opponent or something yeah 
Yeah, I think it'd be Ruby. But like you said, I don't even think they're they're considering it right now. No, no, no. Uh, Stefismo says Red Velvet. That would bring their stories full circle. That'd be cool if they can really build up Red Velvet's personality because I don't really get much of a read on her right now. Then that'd be cool. Um, by the end, oh Moses opposes. What a great question! By the end of 2022, by the end of this year, who will Hook have the biggest win over? I'm going to say <clears throat> somebody like um, Sammy Guevara. That's not unreasonable. That's a good one. <laughs> he says Roman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns, obviously. Anyways, that would Twitch chat. Stick around. We'll answer some more of your questions. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>